right, we're going to do a three, two, one, and go. Dave. Yo. What's up, brother? How we doing? Doing good. What's up? What's up, uh, my neighbor family? What's going on, everybody? Sorry that we took a little hiatus. Uh, there was some shit that me and uh, Dave, uh, the big guy, had to handle. Uh, <laughs> you know, life keeps coming at us, and, uh, you know, we're just rolling with the punches best we can and uh, trying to stay afloat of everything. Uh, positive you know um there's been some trying situations in my personal life uh, uh my dad's currently you know had a stroke earlier this year on the 3rd of december or january rather and uh uh we're dealing with that right now he's still with us um it seems like it might be a slow recovery for him but um a recovery nonetheless yeah he still has his wits about him which is yeah. good um so we're very optimistic that you know we'll have him back home, uh, you know, soon enough. Um, but uh, we're very, very thankful so far for uh, the doctors that have been able to tend to him and uh, the nursing staff that he's been lucky to have because, um, you know, they've been amazing people. Uh, shout out to the people at a little company of Mary Providence and Torrance. Shout out. Woo, woo, woo. Um, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the Krispy Kreme donuts I took you guys. Uh, wow, look at yeah. you. Hey, listen, bro. Look at you. you. Know, I know my dad could be in a handful, so I got to make sure that these people are taken care of. <laughs> wow. Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme I don't donuts. get Krispy Kreme yeah. donuts. Yeah, it wasn't my uh, genius idea. You know, that was something V put in my ear. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, shouts out, shout out to V for always uh, dropping gems in my ear. Right. Like, you know, it would be cool if you do this. I'm like, yeah, I might. You think Krispy Kreme donuts are good, huh? All right. I'm going to give your dad a shot around the Cali Caliente Power Mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man <laughs> fucking Dave back at it <laughs> even with sound effects this time around <laughs> even in our room um, anyways listen man we're, we're glad to be back I uh, hope you guys had a yes. nice uh, you know holiday season with your family and your loved ones and you enjoy that time off you made the best of it um, hope you guys uh, you know ushered in the new year in the right way with good energy and good intentions and uh and a smile on your yeah, face i hope everything's working out for you guys so you know so yeah. you know fuck all this uh new year new me new day new you you know let's let's it's got to be an everyday thing it's got to be an everyday thing you know um so um yeah we're gonna get right into it you know we're, we're we've been dying to get back in here we've been, <laughs> Discussions of us popping back into the studio have been, you know, for about two, three weeks. But uh, luckily, the time afforded itself today. And, uh, you know, here we are. Uh, we hope to continually start bringing these back to you once a week like we were doing. We and, uh, will continually. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, here we are. Um, we're on episode 32, as we discussed before we started this, right, Dave? Yeah. Episode 32 is how we do. Episode 32. So, um, you know, like we always do, me and uh, the big guy brainstorm what we're going to talk about. Just before we hit the camera on this, uh, we were like, yeah, let's change the name completely. And so uh, <laughs> we're uh, going to call this episode 32 of the Neighbor Podcast, uh, One Day More, One Day Less. One Day More, One Day Less. What does that mean to you, Dave? How does that sentiment <sighs> sit with you? Well, uh, in English, it doesn't really mean much. But um, when you... When I first heard this phrase, I've never heard it before. Mm -hmm. uh, you told me the uh, the story. Well, why don't you tell us all how it all how it uh, happened? Because that was I like that. You tell stories better, way better than I do. Yeah. Um, well, 
Thank you for that. That's a compliment, bro. Yeah. It started at Planet Fitness. No, oh. not at Planet oh. Fitness. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> not that if you go to Planet Fitness, there's anything wrong with you. I just that's just not my gym. And this guy always likes to convince people that that's where I work out. But anyways, purple um, is inspiring. Uh, yeah, just to give a little um, a little origination where this even came from this idea, but. Me and Dave have been in discussion of doing an additional podcast beyond this one uh, that would be a Spanish-speaking uh, content podcast. Yeah, a more, um, a more uh, traditional Spanish kind of a talk show, but with a twist where it had an elderly uh, opinion and, and presence uh, versus the younger kind of, uh, I don't know, what uh, a younger, more modern sense uh, of things and, exactly. and how the culture kind of played out. And it's good to get both perspectives. So yeah. that's, that was the general idea that that this genius came up with. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, without to get too much into specifics yeah. about it, uh, we have somebody in mind. He's a, he's a dad of one of my good friends, uh, Mr. Humberto Sierra Sr. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, that discussion has yet to be had <laughs> with him, but I'm sure we'll get around to that soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I've discussed it with all, well, two of his kids, and uh, they they seem, uh, you know, on board with it, which is always a blessing. Um, I don't think it would work with anybody else. Um, he's always been kind of like a father figure to me, you know, um, because I've been they've been gracious enough to allow me to be part of, uh, you know, a friend of the family. So I'm very grateful for that. And me and him just always had like the best dialogue, you know. Um, I was. Uh, discussing with Dave and, you know, a couple other, you know, his kids, you know, that I think sometimes we're quick to dismiss things that we might get from our parents or, you know, as men from our fathers, just because there's always that, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Dave, you could help me out. There's always that, that dynamic, yeah, the, the, the dynamic, dynamic that fathers and sons mm-hmm. have with each other. And um, this type of respect, like, oh, I could never say that to my father, that's yeah. my dad, like, so, like, uh, you know, or, or, or on the other realm of that too, on the other, you know, on the other side of that, like, you know, I uh, have, like I've discussed before on this show, something like me and my dad had a different dynamic where we, we know we're, we're very similar in, in attitudes and, you know, we're, we're very prideful men and it's hard for us to uh, succumb to having conversations and it's hard for us to swallow certain things sometimes. So our, uh, for lack of a better word has been, um, hitting go our relationship. But, um, I, I have found myself being very dismissive of, of certain advice that my dad has given just because of the source. Um, but, um, you know, I've had discussions with friends and they're like, yeah, I could see where I've been dismissive of things that, have come from my father just because of the dynamic that we've had with each other. But I've always gotten some of the best advice from Don Sierra senior. Mm. And so I think he has a very good eye. Um, he has a good head on his shoulders. Um, I'm sure that he would agree that, you know, he hasn't been a perfect father. Like I don't, you know, you as a father, I'm sure you haven't been a perfect father. And far from I, you know, I haven't crossed that bridge. I haven't had uh, you know, it just hasn't lined up for me yet, but uh, you know I'm sure being a father and is not easy, you know, and not everybody has it figured out, and you know people tend to make mistakes. But um, that being said, I think every father has 
some gems to drop and sometimes it's probably easier accept it when it's coming from somebody that's not your own uh so that's why i thought about doing a show like that and so it's in the works and, and uh, the, originally the name was going to be uh la moraleja which, la, is, which is basically like the moral of the story um sounds like a drink yeah so you know it, it sounds different in spanish you i like know, it some words from spanish to english lose translation and vice versa now, yeah. tell them why. Now, t tell us why you chose that. Um, the one, the one, the, the first we're, one. Na we're naming this or oh, the first one. Yeah, remember the first one. The, yeah. yeah, the first. Name. Um, just because you know, basically, we're gonna have discussions on life and uh, on situations that you know we've all dealt with as families and culture, as Hispanics and religion, and in beliefs and tradition. And uh, we're, we're going to basically uh, reverse engineer them, take them apart, and get the perspective from a younger generation and an older generation. Which is, uh, to quote me if I'm wrong, the moral of the story? Yeah, yeah. so basically yeah. getting to the moral of the story. Yeah, so that's how we've seen it. So, that's what I thought. I was uh, like, okay, you know, at the time I thought it was a genius name, but you know how things have a way of working out themselves, you know? Uh, now we've decided, uh, well, I recently decided just because of a transaction that I heard in passing the other day when I was going <laughs> to the gym. Uh, shout I out to my stuff. boy, Nicky, uh, little gym partner. Big Nick! Big Nick, what up, what up, what up? Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we're walking into the gym, me and we're talking, and I hear these two um, older gentlemen, you know, uh, greeting each other. One was on his way in. When it was on his way out and so you know they did a very courteous like oh well you know back at it he was like yeah you know um you know here to work out again you know and so one said to the other he was like well he's like glad to see you again like glad you're back in the gym and one said to the other yeah one day more one day less yeah say it in spanish yeah like I said. I, I, um, it was it was great man. yeah so but the, the the translation in spanish was un dia más Un dia menos. Wow. And I was telling Dave that it just it caught me because words carry frequency. And I was just like, man, if that doesn't just put the life experience in a fucking nutshell. It weighs heavy first. It weighs heavy. Like it's like the frequency of those fucking words. Like I literally felt that when I heard that in that exchange of words. It grasped me. It could have fucking knocked me to the ground. Like I was captivated by that brief exchange in the passing that I heard them have. And then right away I was like, wow. Yeah. That's fucking powerful. I've had heard my grandpa use that phrase before. I've heard other Mexican people use that phrase before. It's not something that I... Dave claims that he had never heard it before. I've never heard it. Yeah, but I, I used to hear... My grandpa used to say that all the time and... Um, but just, you know, I was like, man, what a, what a fucking beautiful fucking pair of words. Like it's the dichotomy of just realizing like, yeah, I have, I have had, I've been blessed to wake up and have one more day on this earth, but at the same token, realizing and being okay with the beauty that it's also one less day. Yeah. That we have here it sums up everything it's, it just brings everything yeah. full circle and it's, i think it's beautiful yeah now I, you're a lot more calm uh, than you were on the phone when you told me i think it just happened or, or just recently happened and, yeah. and he you were just so pumped I and mean, yeah you could hear the you know the the excitement and the the ferocity do you you had like man 
They it, were. It had me going. You yeah. Know, me and Dave, just prior to this, like we always do, we just had like an hour and a half long conversation where, you know what I mean? We, we, <laughs> we listened to some things and we discussed some personal things that have been going on in our lives. And so um, I'm just in a very zen mode right now. So that, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, that's why I'm not super excited like when I first heard it because I get pretty excited about things like this but yeah you were pumped dude. yeah i was pumped. pumped like you were holding pumped. a shake away yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyways, but no, I, yeah that's something that we hope to be bringing you soon uh in the coming months uh, like i said things are still uh you know getting sorted out we yeah. need to come up with uh you know a, a set for that podcast and uh, you first know, the conversation yeah these things uh take time so you know but mm-hmm. you know everything that's worth it in, in life takes time so we hope to bring you something that's going to be um, thought evoking, something that you know your parents would enjoy watching. Is uh, you know similar to you, um, something that's for all ages. And uh, like I said, maybe you know you you think that your parents don't have much to say because of the dynamic that you've had with them growing up, or maybe it's a great dynamic that you've had with them growing up. And, you think that, you know, your parents should come on the show and share some of their gems that they've shared with you. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I can't see me not being able to invite any of my parents or any of my friends' parents on as guests. And so that's going to be exciting because I have also shared relationships with them. Every one of my close friends, their parents know me. I know their mothers by name. I know their fathers by name. Um, I've always been very respectful to when I get invited to a family party, never try to make a scene. I always try to make their parents feel at ease with knowing that their kids are, have a relationship with me. And so I also like to build relationship with the parents to let them know that, of course, you know, um, even though they, 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 they've known in the past that I haven't always been on the up and up and. I wasn't always the perfect, uh, you know, person, but at least they, they, uh, they built enough of a relationship to me know that I was uh, honest, you know, and uh, honest and respectful. Yeah, honest and respectful. So you know what I mean. I've I've won relationships with my parents, uh, with my friends' parents as well, and I, that's huge to me. So I don't ever take that lightly. It's anybody that offers me their friendship, I always try to nurture that and and never make them regret a day in their life that they accepted me into their family because that's that's a very pretty pretty private thing and so i could speak for that yeah. personally but you know, I, I can't say the same for myself though but yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, but no it's uh it's it's a it's a it's going to be a great way to see uh a, a fusion of those perspectives and and have them delivered in a way to the audience young and old or, or you know whatever age in a way that's that's never been uh, you know translated before, because you know you and him, uh, from what you've told me in detail, you guys have an interesting uh, way of carrying conversation, a dynamic with humor, uh, you know, with real life situations and experiences, you know, both good and bad. Uh, you guys are just gonna you know let off the top on, on a lot of things. And I think it's great. Yeah, I just uh, you know what I mean. Like I said, I. Because I had a rocky relationship with my personal father, I always sought out uh, father mentors. You know, um, I sought, I always sought that out for whatever. Uh, you know, at at points I convinced myself that you know my dad fell short, 
and certain aspects of fatherhood. And so I would seek that out, you know, and, and older and, you know, older people that I found admirable. And so, you know, Don Sierra was definitely one of those men, you know, he's like one of those fucking man, man, you know what I mean? That just like, you know, has, has good virtues. Um, is, is kind, is, is, you know, something that you admire in a man, you know what I mean? He was a good parent. Um, I remember when we used to go out in nightclubs and stuff like that, and he'd bring his kid when his kid wanted to come out to us and, you know, listen to Banda and listen to, you know what I mean, go to Parral and Parayon and all these <laughs> nightclubs. His dad would allow him and he would bring him personally. No shit. And so, you know, I remember, you know, his son would be like, oh, bro, sorry, my dad had to bring me. I'm like, bro, fucking wish my dad was that fucking involved, you know what I mean? Yeah. To fucking take the time, you know? Cool dad. Yeah, you know? So, uh, it was just like always little things like that that I noticed. Like, he was always very invested with his boys, you know, with his daughter, uh, you know? Just, you know, uh, admirable qualities. Admirable qualities. And that, I'm sure you made it look so easy. Yeah, that that I wish that that I hope that one day if I have my own children, I'm able to, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, replicate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Replicate because you know that's how we learn. By we see something that's admirable that somebody does, and we try to replicate it and duplicate it and make it part of us because we yeah. want to do. You know, something that's admirable because it's worth doing. You yeah. know, I think you spent a lot of time with him, and I think you you've inherited a lot of those things uh, that, that are taught and, and shown, or, or even you picked up on your own. And you you, I think you're going to get the opportunity to now not just with this, but you know, in the future with your with your family, as uh, take all of that, and you're going to lead by personal example now with all of that. Yeah, and that's going to be something, man. I mean, you know, when I first started, just like anybody that's young, I think I used to seek a different type of uh, mentor, you know, I used to seek people that, you know, had money, people that had uh, luxury, people that had uh, street fame, that type of shit, you know, because you're young and you're dumb and you're impressionable and this is what's hot, this is what people Mm -hmm. are doing and so, you know, you look at things as a hierarchy and this is what people respect so then you... Try to, you know, embody that and try to mirror it and try to find your own identity in that. Yeah. Um, but the older that I've gotten, you know what I mean? I've kind of, all of that has fallen away because I've kind of seen the fucking bullshit through that type of lifestyle and that type of facade um, in myself, first of all. And then, you know, once you realize it in yourself, it kind of falls off for everybody else. And then it's kind of like, oh, this is fucking nonsense. <laughs> I just fucking spent 15 years of my life with this bullshit. But, you know, that's how you learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, I, if I erase every bad decision that I've ever made, I erase all the wisdom I've gained from it. So Couldn't happen any other way? Yeah, couldn't happen any other way. And so the older that I've gotten, you know, like my close relationships now, which aren't many, but, you know, it's, it's quantity over quality. I mean, it's quality over quantity. So now I find more admirable people that, you know, care for the families the right way, men, you know, that don't step out on their significant others and, uh, you know, are invested in their, in their, in their family and, you know, make an effort and a commitment every day to keep showing up and, you know, the unsung heroes, man, that no one ever celebrates, but, you know, it's like, you can, you can tell when somebody's making an effort and they're trying their best to make sure that they uh, give their kids the best chance that they can possibly afford them with their 
limited uh, education or their limited, uh, uh, God, what, what's the word I'm looking for to explain this? Uh, what's word? Which word? May, maybe they try to show as much love possibly that they might not even have been shown possibly when they were growing up by their parents, but they always try to do better. You know, they always try to do better and give their kids whatever they didn't have or whatever they felt that they were missing. So yeah, that's um, true. I yeah. catch myself doing the same thing. So yeah. I know exactly what you mean. So yeah, that um, I'm hoping to bring that a little bit down the road this year. Um, if yeah. all goes well, that's the intention. And you know, the, everything starts with an intention. So now it's just a matter of everything falling into place. And, mm -hmm. Uh, these things do take time because, you know, there has to be discussions on what will be discussed and, and the premise. I, I hope to make that a little bit one more um, more humorous, you know, so that we don't lose a lot of people because, uh, you know, I, I don't think people are, have that much of an attention span. You know, not the people that we're going to be targeting. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And you're a real funny guy. Dude. It's, it's, uh, it's gonna... <laughs> so, um, you know, this one, it's a different approach from what we're yeah. doing here. but um, A lot of slang and a lot of cuss words. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to make it very... Name-calling. Very, very relatable. We're going to yeah. make it very on trend with what's going on in the world. Uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be exciting, and uh, I can't wait to bring that to you guys. And, yeah. Uh, you know, God willing, it'll be amazing, and uh, there'll be something in there that you guys might be able to find and share with your folks, and, you know... I hope it becomes a family thing, you know, where people, uh, you know, can share it with each other. And, you know, those are my thoughts. And those are my intentions. And hopefully it works itself out that way. So, yeah. anyways, we're going to get into episode 32 of the Enabler yeah. podcast. We're calling this uh, One Day More, One Day Less, which in Spanish translation is Un Día Más, Un Día Menos. Yeah. Um, and just to circle back to the reason we picked that, it's because I think it just perfectly, in a nutshell, embodies the human experience um, and life in general. Yeah. Uh, but we, instantly. Instantly. Like a slap in the face. When I heard it, all I said was, whoa. Because yeah. that's what it hit. It hit me. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, you know, when we wake up every morning and we're fortunate enough to have a, a breath in our lungs another day, um, we, we, we were blessed with one more day, but we realized that in this journey, uh, since we've been diagnosed with life, uh, there's no medicine for that. The only way out of that diagnosis is through death. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other conversation there. But The only ride I, I take. Yeah, I mean, there's no other <laughs> way around it. And, you know, it's just about enjoying the journey. And, you know, some people, depending on what their beliefs are, or, you know, what has been down passed down by culture or by generation... Uh, some people think there's a heaven. Some people think there's a hell. Uh, some people think, uh, you know, that you die and, uh, you know, you reincarnate. It's really up to everybody's translation of it. Uh, me personally, uh, I don't think there's, well, no, I won't say that. Um, there's definitely a heaven. There's definitely a hell. But it's not in the afterlife. It's right here. Yeah. I call it the IRS. It's right here. <laughs> Um, it's right here uh, because it really just depends on what you make of this life that's been given to you. Yeah, we create the hell or yeah. you know the heaven. It's it, it's uh, you know it's what you make it, and you made it very clear to me on several occasions. And even when I felt like I was listening, but I didn't. I need a few more lessons. You were pointed out to me and say, look, these these are things that you created. Step back and remember that you did this. Your decisions. 
No one put a gun to your head. No one told you anything. It's you did it, and, and it's not your fault. It's because of the way I was programmed. It's the programming that we have, and like I said, it's no fault. Everybody is born as a child that's innocent, lovable, um, not jaded by life. And, you know, the first four years that we spend with the people that happen to be our parents or our family, they form us. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the programming that forms us. Uh, it instills our beliefs. It instills our actions, uh, how we move culturally, how we move as a family, how we think. Our, it, it sets our our boundaries, it sets our structures, our, our virtues, what we find virtuous. Uh, emotional reactions. Emotional reactions, the emotional intelligence that we possess as adults. Everything starts from the last trimester of you being in your mother's womb to about the age of seven or eight from, you know, what the studies show. Um, Harvard studies. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, we're not scientists or anything like that. We're not psychologists, but there's people that have dedicated their life to this. I, I follow their podcasts. I listen to them. I think they're very insightful because there's nothing better in this world than to figure yourself out. Um, Jesse got that information for free. I had to go to a four-year school. <laughs> so that's just a quick little perspective there. Well, you know what I mean? Like, we, we all have a choice. I mean, you know, we all have a choice on what we search out and what we Google and, uh, you know, but it just I just find it intriguing. Just when I started on this journey of self-discovery, it's like, it was fucking amazing how little we actually know about ourselves. Not only that, the patience. I mean, you were never this patient before. No. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong. No. But uh, that's the one thing that stands out to me the most is the amount of patience that you have to dive into these things and, and go deeper and break them down to the last compound and, and flip them over again and reassess. Uh, that takes an immense amount of patience and that doesn't get overlooked uh, you know, very easily yeah. because uh, you know, in the past we've hung out and I've, I've seen you or your short fuse. So yeah, this is a big, big deal, man. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, bro. It's, I was just, I was just always in battle with myself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. I used to, you know, think everybody was against me and, you know, get offended with anything that my, that anybody ever said to me. Um, everything I used to internalize it and, filter it through who I was, mm -hmm. which even if you looked at me the wrong way, I would get offended because, you know, I feel some type of way or, but uh, you know, it's just, again, you know, this is just the programming that I had since I was a very young child and, um, you know, my parents did their very best, you know, they, you know, they, they brought the religious aspect into my life to try to smooth out those corners, you know, and, uh, to try to kind of put it in God's hands, but you know, um, I'm about to turn 45, uh, yeah. very soon this month. Shout out to all my aquas out there, all the Aquariuses. Uh, Stand the fuck up. <laughs> we are Aquariuses. Sup, Rick Ross. What's up, Oprah? Gosh. <laughs> what's Whoa. up? What's up, J. Cole? Me, and J. Me and J. Cole say, share the same birthday, by yeah. the way. January 28th. Wow. Cold world. <laughs> so uh anyway yeah man uh you know what i figured out bro is that um yeah most of the shit that i put myself through has been self-inflicted bro mm. but yeah. think about how something as small 
and, it, as, and it's insignificant to some people, is patience. Like, patience will hold you from a lot of things. Uh, from listening to advice or, or taking things that are good for you, like, you would dismiss that without having patience. And now I see you teaching yourself, reading, learning, and that takes a lot. And think about how many other people out there can't even start with a simple thing as to stop and listen or, or take the time to read. Man, that's what surprises me. Never enjoyed reading, not even in school. Um, you know, I used to be forced to read, you know, like, uh, you know, material from the religion that I used to belong to or that I grew up in. And it was always really against, like, my will. It never felt natural. I mean, I did it because I was expected to do it, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Wanted to do. Yeah. And now it's like I can't get enough of it. Not only that, but it's like now with YouTube and I'll sit there and listen to a long lecture, long format lecture that'll maybe go from for two to four hours. And these are intellectuals having it out. Um, Jordan Peterson is doing doing a, a series now called Exodus wow. with a bunch of intellectuals. People that are just trained to a capacity that I could never imagine. They have dedicated their lives to what they know. They're well versed in everything from biology to religion to, to just, it's amazing. If I may. Yeah. Add something. These people that you that Jesse's talking about are, are are I would say they're they live a comfortable life to some to some extent. They don't have to do this. No, they don't have to. They do they this. and they do this on their own free will and and they they do this for the people that they they educate and share what they've learned and they've gained how what's 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 enlightened them. They want to share with everyone, and I think that's something that should be pointed out. Like these people don't get you know. They don't pay. They don't get paid to do that. Well, well, I mean, they they make tons of money. Yeah. I mean, they're very. Um, they make tons of money before they. Yeah, were yeah, that's so, what I'm gonna say. So you know what I mean? Um, you it's know, a big deal. It, it's yeah, and but you know they don't they don't try to flavor it one way or another. Yeah. They just present facts. Yeah, they're not trying to convince you of one thing or another. Mm -hmm. That's what's so refreshing. I think that's where most religions lose people. I mean. I don't know, religion, uh, like I've discussed in, in, in previous episodes, it's just not my thing. I've just seen through the illusion of it. And the more, it's and, not more genuine. The more and more I educate myself about it uh, on a personal level, not because somebody told me or not because uh, uh, a certain faith is telling me that I should think this way or that I should do this because they're the means of salvation. The only thing that God is doing for us nowadays is allowing us to be alive enough to get up every day and make the right choices for ourselves. He's not making miracles where he's going to all, all of a sudden put his divinity in you where you're going to make all the right choices. This is a spiritual process that it's exhausting. And just when you think you've made an advancement, more shit comes up for you to unpack. I mean, I got 40, 
five years of shit that I've been suppressing, never dealing with, not wanting to acknowledge that I'm, you know, the one that's blamed. It's always been easier to, uh, what's the, what were, what's the title that we discussed about going with, uh, outsourcing our yeah. dysfunction. Outsourcing, yeah. You know, it's always been easier for us to outsource our dysfunction, you know? Like, let somebody else deal with that. Let, let, let big brother, let government deal with my dysfunction. Uh, let, let, let this church deal with my dysfunction. Uh, you know, let, let, this, uh, let this group that represents me deal with, with what's wrong in my life. You know? Wow. And it, and it doesn't work that way. You know, you can buy into concepts and buy into idealisms and, yeah. you know, all these movements that are going on now. Yeah. You can yeah. buy into that. The, 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 at the core, at the end of the day, if you don't sit there on an individual level with a real desire to change your circumstances in life, but a real desire, you got to literally be tired of your own shit. But not just fucking tired, like like sick and tired. Like where you're fucking disgusted <laughs> of repeating the same goddamn thing time after time after time. You got to be that fucking sick and tired. And even then, you will slip back. You will slip back. But that's how sick and tired you need to be to even attempt yeah. to go on this journey of self-discovery. You're going to have to swallow pills that you never imagined you would have to swallow. You're going to remember everybody that told you that you were the fucking problem. And you're going to have to swallow that and realize that they were right. But realize that they were no better than you because you guys were in the same boat. Like, you know, like attracts like. So You, you have to become aware of that. You got to become aware. You got to become very aware yeah, of yourself. Awareness has to be turned on. You got to become very aware in the process of... Uh, of all your weaknesses, of all your shortcomings, your limitations, uh, the lack of intelligence you possess. Even what you're enduring at that yeah, moment. Yeah, intellectually, emotionally. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a self-revelation. You basically got to burn everything off down to the core. And if you're lucky, you'll be left with the foundation. Yeah, no, that, that's a magic. Yeah, you yeah. just said something. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. I can recall, very short, I, I was in a position, in a management position, and literally every day I woke up in the morning and drove to work, I felt like a piece of me was dying. And even then, I had this guy ear-fucking me on the way back home about, and just telling me the truth. And even then, I was still, I didn't want to, I didn't want to let go. And that's how how clamped it is onto you. That's how hard it's making you believe. It's creating that vision that, that everything is all right, but it really isn't. And it sucks. Uh, I remember uh, we were just discussing this the other day. Um, and I, and I, and I actually, I have discussed this prior in previous podcast that I used to tell, I, I shared with Dave that one of the things that I would, I would find so infuriating would be when my sister and my mom would tell me, you're just like your father. <laughs> uh, that, there's nothing that you could do to get under my skin more than to tell me that I'm just like my father. Whoa. But 
as 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 it as it was revealed to me recently listening to somebody speak um dr lipton james lipton okay he said he was he was talking about a fictional character he was like so and so told john that he reminded them of his parents and what do you think john said and i'm like already internalizing the response he was like he was like absolutely not i'm nothing like him why because he didn't admire certain qualities about his dad but in reality he was exactly like his father because where did he get all his programs from yeah. who did he spend the first eight years of his life with his father we are all our father until we decide not to be. But it has to be a conscious decision. As long as you don't decide not to be, you are your father, or maybe even worse. You're the next version of him. If you Jeez. think your dad had some shortcomings, oh, hold on to the shortcomings you're going to pass on to your kids. <laughs> because this shit grows and compounds generation after generation after generation of not addressing shit that's been passed down from lineage to lineage to lineage it just compounds and you never know how fucking fast that interest grows so you got to be very conscious and if you are a person like i used to be that used to get offended by people telling you that you were just like your father take a very good look in the motherfucking mirror because chances are they're absolutely right and that's the bad thing. The good thing is that you don't have to be. Simple as that. You don't have to be. You just decide like, hey, listen, dad was not great. I love him. These are the good qualities that he had. These are the qualities I will try to replicate that that's he taught right. me. And now this is a whole new do-over for me. There you go. I get to reinvent myself however I find fit. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If I wouldn't have had the bad examples of my dad, what? how would I have known what not to be? That's right. Yeah. So it's just a narrative switch. Everything is about perspective. I was looking at it wrong. Yeah. I had exactly the dad I was supposed to have to make me exactly the version of myself that I am now. You think my dad's going to be mad at me because I've transgressed and improved on certain qualities that he might have even felt that he fell a little short of? You think he'd be mad at me? Would you be mad at your kids if they turned out a little bit better on certain limiting things that you had about yourself? Or would you be proud of that they transcended you? I would be proud. Of course. Yeah. Well, I don't imagine one father that wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be proud that they didn't shop at Wayfair, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, but still, you have to reach a certain level of not just maturity, but but a, a sense of, of a, a thinking, like a, a thinking outside of the normal shell that everyone is, is living in and just appreciate the fact that there is growth, like things are changing for the better. You have to appreciate all of that. Yeah. If you don't, you will be proud of yourself. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be proud of myself. I don't fucking hate him. So, you know, um, 
yeah, it's just, you know, like we've just, nothing has changed in my life, but my perspective. Still same me, same body, same experiences that I've had to go through. Nothing's changed, but the way that I was looking at things, mm -hmm. at it. That's the only thing. There was just a perspective shift, mm -hmm. and then everything made sense. Funny. And then, so the things, even the things that I hate that have happened to me, that I've had to have to go through, they're blessings now. They're blessings. It's like, oh, no, no, this was an actual fucking blessing. Now, if I'm being honest, nothing that's happened to me has ever been a bad thing for me. I just wasn't able to see the fucking lesson behind it. I was looking at it the wrong way. I was very short-sighted. Yeah. Now that I'm able to step away from my own bullshit and my own lens or my old way of seeing things and I get a clear look. Yeah. And I'm not the victim now, but I'm the observer. It's like, oh. yeah. yeah, like you know what? Some fucked up things have happened in my life, but you know what? I have the power to change them. Funny thing about perspective is it can change. Like art, I deal with perspective a lot in things that I create. That's what you do. Horizon lines. You create, create the perspective of what you want. When it starts not turning out the way you want to, guess what? You're holding the pencil. Yeah. You're holding the, 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 the chalk of life. You can change that perspective. Yeah. And, and that just reminded me of that. It's, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a quote that I read that says, uh, you know, maybe I'm butchering this a little bit and I'm sorry for Butcher. it. But uh, it's like we're, we're not born trees. If you don't like where you are, you get to move. Mm. We get to move. We get to reinvent ourselves as many times as we want. That reminded me of a really bad joke, but yeah. <laughs> you remember Back to the Future? You remember that? Back to the Future? I remember the movie. I don't remember. Okay. Well, the, the, the bully there, um, I forget his Biff. name. Biff. Biff. Yeah. And so he tells him, uh, Marty McFly was right about to punch him or kick his ass. Yeah. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. It's, it's a great quote, even though it doesn't make sense. But uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the 50s, bro. But uh, anyways, yeah, so, um, and you know, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the beginning of the episode as well, um, you know, my dad, you know, earlier this year on December 3rd, I believe it was, um, 2 a.m., he had a stroke, um, he, you know, he's recovering, he's kind of lost some of his motor skills, and, uh, but even that, um, I'm just glad that where I'm at now, I was able to approach it a little bit more calmly than I would have in the past. Without the anxiety, I had to realize that I needed to be calm, and I think I handled everything smoothly. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and my sister were kind of at odds with each other. The communication wasn't great. This situation brought us to speak again. Um, Funny how that works. You know, we're embracing each other again. We're trying to open up that line of communication. That's great. Yeah. We realize that we have something that's important to us, which is our father. And so all that bullshit, animosity that we had, maybe, maybe more so me towards her or her towards me or that lack of communication just dissipated in the face of something that was going on that affected us both as a family. Yeah. So... You know, blessings come in different ways, you know. Um, blessings come in different ways. We realize that that nonsense has no fucking 
place for this situation that we're both at now as siblings with our father. So, again, perspective. Yeah. Perspective. How many things are we holding on as individuals, as family members, as friends, as, uh, as people in relationships and marriages and friendships? How many things are we holding against each other that don't allow us to even fucking speak to them anymore? Is it going to take something as drastic for you to realize that none of that shit's going to matter at the fucking end? Perspective can can eliminate the past like dust. It, it, it can. It's silly. It's yeah. silly. It's just fucking pride. It's just fucking pride not wanting to, to admit that you were fucking wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. that That's it. And neither side wants to do it. Because everybody is only sees it from their way. And so it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a matter of sometimes just listening and not putting up that fucking wall of defense right away listen don't take it personal don't take it offensive yeah maybe somebody's really coming from a, from a loving place and maybe they see potential in a situation that you might be missing that's all you know i know that a lot of the arguments that i've started in my life have simply been they were coming from a good place but maybe my tone was wrong Maybe my energy was wrong when I delivered that message. And now that I'm at this place, I've realized that a lot of that shit was just delivered the wrong way. I've always had a good intention. I'm not a fucking bad person. Um, I can be an asshole at times because I'm pretty fucking blunt, you know, with what I believe. I don't, I think we're all adults, so I shouldn't have to sugarcoat it for, for, for you know, certain people past a certain age. <laughs> I mean, we're not children, right? We're fucking adults. We're at least, we, we have the age to be, the capacity to be, you know? Yeah, of course. I'm not going to say that because you're of a certain age, you're an adult. No, 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 no. That doesn't qualify you as an adult. You're qualified as an adult by the certain actions that you take and how you <laughs> carry on with yourself and the initiatives that you've made and the things that you've been able to accomplish in your life, that's what makes you an adult, you know? Yeah. Um, taking responsibility of yourself and realizing that nobody is coming to help you and being okay with that and finding a way out through your problems and through your own bullshit, that's what makes you an adult, you know? Nothing else, not, the, not, not owning possessions, not owning a business, not, uh, you know, just going back to basics and taking care of what's important, what's in front of you. And, you Tough know? circumstances and, and uh, you know, moments... They build character. They, yeah. they start to mold you, and it's up to you to decide how is it going to mold you. None of my people around me that I love and that I consider friends have had an easy fucking life. And that's what I like about them. Yeah, I, yeah. You're... That's what I like about them. <laughs> right. These motherfuckers, I don't even know how we're still here, Dave. I, we shouldn't be here. <laughs> me, you shouldn't be here. You know that about me, and I know that about you. And yet we're still here. Yeah, bro. you had, you had cancer. You wouldn't trade places with me. So no, yeah. exactly. I, it was pretty bad. I had cancer, and I was dying from cancer. And you were going through a fucking horrible de- yeah. divorce. I was on divorce. And I was like, Dave, I'm dying from cancer, and I wouldn't trade places with yeah. you. <laughs> I said, <laughs> yeah. So you know, that it's, was that was some perspective for your ass, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, literally, it was. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but. but uh, 
Is that where we're at right now? Yeah, that's where we're at. Okay. Um, listen, folks, we're not, you know, I, I, we run a little bit past, not too much. but uh, That's all right. Listen, you know, uh, there's a lot more that we want to get off uh, our chest. But um, just to recap, we call this one Un Dia Mas, Un Dia Menos, uh, English translation, not so hot. It means one more day, uh, one more day, one uh, less day. Doesn't That's translate. hot. Doesn't translate. But... Um, <laughs> Anyways, listen, we're excited to, uh, you know, get get back on air uh, since that little hiatus that we took. We've been dealing with some personal shit. Yeah. Um, our, I our, have two, our, but our, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Our <laughs> financial uh, situations have changed a little bit. They've opened up a little bit more for us. And so oh, yeah. it's exciting because it's going to allow us to invest a little bit more on our personal little project, which is this podcast. And uh us being able to come on air and share with you guys at least for 45 minutes to an hour on a weekly yeah. basis and hopefully give you something to ponder and, you know, some something of value that you might be able to embody in your own personal life and, uh, you know, take the information and move it into transformation. There you go. Because that's what it's about. Information that's not embodied doesn't do anything. You must take the information and move it into transformation. If that's not the case, then you're just becoming dumber by the day because you're learning more and more shit and doing less and less. So oh, that's a little blow. Maybe stop watching. Maybe stop learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we want to thank you guys. Yeah. Um, Dave, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, just uh, not just the finances, but the the, the confidence. Uh, a lot of things have changed, you know, internally with us. We, we're doing more things, you know, uh, outside of this that are really helping uh, our lessons, you know, in life. You know, as as we as we do this podcast, so it's a big deal. You know, absolutely. I got COVID. I urinated on myself, and I never felt more free in my life. Uh, we're gonna dive into that for sure on the next one. Uh, no, <laughs> that's David's way of uh, leaving a leaving it off on a cliffhanger. <laughs> like how? What? He had COVID and he peed himself simultaneously, <laughs> the same day, same yeah. week. <laughs> Like we all want to know, Dave. The next, the next episode will be called Yellowstone. <laughs> all right, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, Take guys. Care. Uh, we love you, my neighbor family, and until uh, episode 33. All right. We're out. We're out.